Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today, my guest is Dr. Susan Shumsky. Dr. Shumsky is an award-winning, best-selling author of more than 20 books on spiritual topics, including Instant Healing, The Big Book of Chakras, and Chakra Healing, and Third Eye Meditations. She is also a pioneer in the field of human potential, who has taught classes in meditation, intuition, and spiritual practices for affluence, among others, around the world. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Suzanne. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being here. I wanted to start by talking about something that is basic to spiritual practice, which is meditation. You call it a kind of mental alchemy. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what else meditation does besides help us re release stress. Oh, meditation, I believe, is the panacea of all ills. It can help in so many ways. It helps us to become calm, to become centered, to realize our true nature of being, to realize our higher self, to develop our intuition, it also helps with physical ailments because it releases stress, it releases hypertension, and it helps people to become more calm, more peaceful, and really more happy. So meditation, I believe, is the greatest possible practice that we could be doing to improve our lives. Is there a particular way that we need to meditate to have some of the effects that you describe? There isn't any particular type of meditation that is superior to any other type. However, the type that uh, I recommend, which is in my latest book called Prosperity Meditations, is what I call guided meditation. And guided meditation is the easiest type of meditation to practice because you don't have to do anything. You don't need any skill. You don't need any particular predisposed psychic ability or any kind of ability like that. And it's so easy because all you need to do is just follow the instructions. The guided meditation just leads you through the practice step by step by step. So in my uh, books, in several of my books, including this latest one, Prosperity Meditations, uh, you can either just read the meditations or I think it's even better is to record the meditations in your own voice on your device and then sit very comfortably and cushy in a cushy chair and just be so relaxed and then start the playback and close your eyes and just follow the instructions step by step, which will guide you into the deep meditative state. And the meditations will vary depending on what subject, what topic uh, the meditations are dealing with. So you can actually even look in the appendix and see what draws you, what draws your attention, and just practice the meditations that way. Hmm. So you mentioned prosperity meditations and, and the book that you have recently published, Prosperity Meditations, Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. Can you talk about what some of those prosperity meditations involve? Is it affirmations or are there other practices that can help us to be more abundant? Yeah. 
Yeah, Suzanne. So there are the guided meditations, which I touched on briefly, and then also affirmations, meaning statements that I would say that are very powerful, saying them in a positive, audible voice with conviction, with confidence. It's always a good idea when you speak affirmations that you speak as though your higher self were saying the affirmation through you. That gives it greater power and to speak it with great confidence. I'll give you an example. I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. Mm. So saying it like that with confidence, with strength, it has greater power, greater potency when you say it like that. So affirmations are very important. Also, in the book, uh, Prosperity Meditations, you've got uh, mantras and prayers, guided meditations, and, and the affirmations. And also exercises, different, different specific exercises to help you uh, to gain a more abundant life. I don't mean physical exercises. I mean just little, little things you can do, like creating a vision scrapbook, for example. In the description, you say that we have unlimited access to riches. What do you think blocks us from recognizing and claiming these riches? Yeah, what blocks us is our beliefs. So we've been brainwashed to believe since birth that there is lack, that there is scarcity, that there is a quote unquote fair share, that some people are the haves and some of the have nots, uh, that, uh, and also that spiritual people should be poor and rich people can never be spiritual. All of these ideas that we've been brainwashed to believe block us from having an abundant life. They block us from limits, so many limits. They, I mean, they block us from being unlimited is what I'm trying to say. They bring us so many limits, these, these ideas, these habits, these conditionings that we've been brainwashed into. And how is it that things like affirmations or, or mantras how did they work to change our beliefs or our programming? So affirmations, how affirmations work is they change your attitude instantly. When you say an affirmation with conviction, what you're doing is you're changing your mood, you're changing your mind, you're changing your intention. And it has an instant result in that it lifts your vibration and it gives you a more positive outlook immediately. That's why they're so powerful. And that's why I recommend that people use affirmations such as the one that I demonstrated a moment ago. Is there something about saying words, positive words out loud that has an effect? So let's start with talking about what Buddha said. In the very first verse of the first chapter of the Dhammapada, which is probably the most important Buddhist scripture, uh, Buddha said, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. And I'm going to repeat that because it's so important. All that we are is the result of what we have 
thought. And he goes on to say, if a person speaks or acts with a pure thought, then happiness follows him or her. If a person speaks or acts with an impure thought, then unhappiness follows him or her. So what Buddha is saying there is that we're creating our own reality and our own destiny moment by moment, day by day, with every thought, with every word, and with every deed that we do. So we're creating moment by moment through not only thoughts, but our speech, what we're saying and what we're doing. So in other words, if we go around saying, oh, I'm so unhappy, I'm so poor, I'm so ugly, I'm, I'm so overweight, and we go around saying this, definitely it will manifest because we are invoking the mighty I am presence, first of all, by saying the words I am. So whenever we invoke the mighty I am presence, it's a good idea that what we say after we say the words I am, that should be something that we want to own, that we want to welcome into our lives. So we should be saying, I am happy, I am joyous, I am prosperous, I am loved, I am filled with light, I am filled with peace, I am filled with power, I am filled with prosperity. So you can tell the difference in the vibration. It, you get an expanded vibration when you say positive words. You get a contracted vibration when you say the negative words. So Jesus said, we are not defiled by what we put into our mouths. We are defiled by what comes out of our mouths. So that's a very profound statement, and it's very true. There's a term in spiritual communities called spiritual bypassing, this idea that a lot of times people want to move to what they want, but they have difficulty acknowledging the parts of the themselves that don't line up with what they want. What would you say about spiritual bypassing and affirmations? So what I would say is that it's our actually our unconscious or subconscious beliefs that are creating our destiny. So in other words, when Jesus said, it is done unto you as you believe, or it is done unto you according to your beliefs. He's talking about our most, our deepest beliefs, the beliefs that we really truly believe. So, I mean, we may think that we want to have this house, for example, but our subconscious deepest belief is that we can't have it, that we don't deserve it, that it is not within our grasp. And so therefore we don't get it. So what's happening is we are uh, not aware that we have this unconscious belief that's preventing us from getting our desires fulfilled. And also there's another factor, and that is, do you really want that house? You know, is it really your true desire or is it just what you think you want? So there's a couple of factors there. And affirmations can help us to change our negative beliefs, the, such as the belief that you don't deserve to have something. If it really is your heart's desire, you should have it, you know? So the affirmations help you to change your beliefs and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes, I mean, I said that, that affirmations are instant. Yes, you get an instant healing. You get immediate, uh, results from an affirmation because you 
immediately become more positive. Immediately you change from a depressed attitude to an uplifted attitude. So that will help. But to really dig in and get those deepest subconscious beliefs, it may take more affirmations, more practice, and also maybe some meditation to help you as well. And to and recognize those beliefs, ferret them out and release them. And meditation would also help to perhaps surface the unconscious beliefs that you don't know that you actually believe. Yes, I would say that's true, Suzanne. Yes, that's a good mm -hmm. point. You also have done a lot of work on chakras. What is it that most people don't know or understand about the chakras? Well, <laughs> that's a really interesting question because there's so much stuff that's been written about chakras that's not really authentic information. When my publisher asked me to write my first book about chakras, which was Exploring Chakras, uh, the first edition was that. And so what I did is I went back to the ancient scriptures of India to find the most authentic information I could find about the topic of chakras. And wow, what I found was amazing. Uh, so I wrote this fantastic book, Exploring Chakras, and then another edition came out called The Power of Chakras. And then the most recent edition is called The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. So even from the way that people mispronounce the word chakra, from there, from there onward, all erroneous information about the chakras that, are, that is out there. I shouldn't say all because there's a lot of people that write good books about the chakras, but much of it is really not authentic. So by going back to the original scriptures and by realizing the truth about the chakra system, which is really that this nervous system, this body that we inhabit is really a reflection. It's a mirror of cosmic life. And in fact, as above, so below really pertains to the chakras more than any other thing you can think of because we are living a cosmic life in this body. And uh, this pranic system, this system of life force energy that's flowing through our subtle body, this miraculous system of nadi and chakra and this pranic energy flowing through is a, it's a miraculous thing. And it's what's keeping us alive. Uh, in the ancient scriptures of India, it is said that in the Upanishads, it is said that uh, when prana is in the body, that is what is defined as life. And when prana leaves the body, that is what is defined as death. And prana is that life force energy that gives us motion, that gives us heat, that keeps us alive, that keeps us healthy. So it's very important that we understand the pranic system, the system of this life force energy flowing throughout this subtle body is what is really keeping us alive and giving us health and well-being. Are there some common problems that you see people having with chakras or, or, or with particular chakras? Many people have blocks in their lower chakras, especially in the, the base chakra, which is connected with our organs of elimination, and especially in the pelvic chakra, which is, created, which is it, 
connected to the gonads and to sexuality. A lot of people have a lot of shame and guilt and uh, oh, all kinds of negative ideas that get lodged in these lower chakras. And we were speaking about prosperity meditations. Well, really the base chakra, uh, that idea of the survival instinct, you know, is in the base chakra and the fears, fears about insecurity about money and all those kinds of things are in the lowest chakras, the base and the, um, and the sacral chakra. So yeah, there are blockages and they can be healed. And once again, I'm really a big fan of affirmation and meditation to heal anything. Is this also a way that we can heal chakras or, or blocks in chakras? Yes. By using some of the, for example, some of the meditations, guided meditations and um, affirmations that are in my book called the big book of chakras and chakra healing. And also in another book I wrote, which deals with the human energy field. And that is called earth energy meditations. And that one also, there's an audio book that goes with that. So you can listen to the guided meditations in the audio book version. That's Earth Energy Meditations is the name of that book. You also have a book, Awaken Your Third Eye. What blocks us from having direct access to our own divine wisdom? Once again, what, what blocks anyone is their beliefs, habits, and conditioning from the past. So... Yeah, we, we get blocked and then obviously people don't believe that they can open their third eye. They don't believe that they can be quote unquote psychic or quote unquote enlightened, uh, that they can have insight, that they can have illumination, which is what the third eye is about. So the belief that you can't do it is <laughs> that's the biggest block there is. But in my book, Awaken Your Third Eye, uh, there's a lot of exercises is just filled with exercises that you can do to help you to open the third eye and also to be able to read auras and so on. Uh, I have another book about that too called uh, the, the Power of Auras. And I have a wonderful book as well that is filled with guided meditations and affirmations and prayers, which is called, um, it's called uh, Third Eye Meditations. And that book also is in an audio book. So mm -hmm. you can use that to help you to awaken your spiritual self and your intuition. I'm wondering if you can talk about your own spiritual path. How did you come upon all of this wisdom? Well, I was a hippie. <laughs> it was the 20th century in the mid 20th century. And those of us who were hippies uh, living in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, it wasn't all just about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Suzanne. It was about spiritual awakening, in fact. And our gurus at that time were Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Dass. And they were telling us that we need to turn on, tune in, and drop out to make love, not war. So we were doing all of that, and we were... Um, we were trying to reach higher consciousness and altered states of consciousness through LSD. So that didn't work out very well, especially not for me. Uh, in fact, I had a psychotic episode as a result of doing that. So that it really didn't work out for me. But I still wanted to experience higher consciousness. 
So I was reading the Buddhist scriptures and I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading The Way of Zen and other books by Alan Watts. And in Alan Watts' books, he said that you need to find a meditation guide. Well, back then, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and look up meditation guide or anything remotely similar. So I asked a friend, well, how do I find this meditation guide? He said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? And I said, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Why not? I lay down on my bed. That's how clueless I was, Suzanne. I didn't even know you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I meditate. I lay down on the bed and I sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into this cosmic electric socket, but in a most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. I thought, but actually I, I had just had my, not only my first meditation, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any drugs or any stimulants whatsoever. And not too long after that, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center where I learned TM and then spent a couple decades uh, with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was my spiritual teacher at the time, and uh, learned how to meditate. And it was very powerful and changed my life, really saved me. And it was uh, totally awesome. From that period where you were studying with um, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, what was it that you learned from that experience? I mean, that's quite a long time, 22 years. Oh, I learned a lot. Uh, learned a lot about meditation, learned a lot about myself. And being with a spiritual master from India is a very unique experience uh, because what they're trying to do is help you to really tear down your ego to sort of destroy your ego and replace that, <laughs> which gets replaced by your higher self, obviously. So it's a, it's quite an emotional experience of being broken down on all levels. So I write, I write about that in my book, Maharishi and me seeking enlightenment with the Beatles guru. Uh, that tells the story of really what it's like to live with a spiritual master from India and, and what you go through in that process. And eventually, you know, I was there a long time and then eventually I found another method of meditation that I liked better. So I went off and did that. Speaking of meditation, I wanted to ask you about something that you have invented. It's a kind of technology for helping people connect to the divine called divine Re revelation technology. Could you talk about that? Yeah, I wrote a couple books. One is called Divine Revelation, which was my very first book that got published by Simon & Schuster by very miraculous means. And then uh, another book called Awaken Your Divine Intuition, which is written more like a workshop, step-by-step -step, for you to learn how to listen to that still small voice within and how to connect with spirit and receive divine inspiration, revelation, wisdom, intuition, really open to your intuitive self 
and also how to distinguish and discern between that true voice of spirit and other voices in your mind, how to test whether the message that you're getting is the real thing. So it's an entire method or methodology. I didn't really invent it. I learned it, uh, but then I did create a, a method called divine revelation. As a result, I compiled it into this method and um, the method helps people to practice and get good at receiving guidance and wisdom and inspiration and healing, whatever it is that you wish to get uh, from your higher self and to have that connection where you can have conversations with your higher self, conversations with God, conversations with divine beings and receive uh, answers to your questions, inspiration and Really, it's, it's a powerful way to, to attain higher consciousness. You are doing a workshop at New Renaissance Bookstore in Portland um, coming up on Zoom. Based on your book, Prosperity Meditations, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you do in a workshop. Well, in the Prosperity Meditations workshop, we're going to actually be doing hands-on practice. We're going to be, it's not an intellectual experience. It's going to be an, a, a direct hands-on. We're going to be practicing guided meditations, affirmations, mantras, and specific exercises to help us to attain what I call prosperity consciousness, to become aware of uh, that we deserve to have our heartfelt desires met, that we deserve to uh, fulfill our destiny, that we deserve to find out what our destiny is, <laughs> to discover our true heartfelt desires and to implement those, make, make them happen. Hmm. Manifestation. Given all of the things that you have written, over 20 books, um, you've taught all over the world, what do you know now that you didn't know when you started your spiritual path? Hmm. When I started my spiritual path, I guess I was pretty lost when I think about it. Back, way back in the 20th century, I was... Uh, I knew that I wanted higher consciousness, but I didn't really know what that was. So I think that probably now, knowing what higher consciousness is and knowing what the experience of God really is, uh, I would say that's what I really, really know. It's not a knowing, it's an experiencing more than a knowing. I am Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today, I have been speaking with Dr. Shumsky, who is an award-winning author, teacher, and speaker. If people want to find out more about your work, where can they go? Yes, well, they can go to drsusan.org. That's drsusan.org. And also to divinetravels.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-S. Dot com, divinetravels.com. Thank you so much for being on the Shaman's Notebook today.
Well, thank you. I really enjoyed speaking with you today, Suzanne. As did I. Thank you. I am Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Each week, I bring you new perspectives on healing from energy medicine practitioners, shamans, intuitives, and spiritual teachers who are changing the way we think, feel, and heal. If you enjoyed the show and would like to learn more about healing, energy medicine, and new ways to heal, subscribe in the link below. And if you want to experience energy healing yourself, join me on Fridays at the Healing Salon. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Suzanne Legrand, and you've been listening to The Shaman's Notebook. For more insights and adventures into healing, subscribe below and visit me at SuzanneLegrand.com.